Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Come on, look, look at well, look at that zoom screen. How though. how can you look at that cat on the screen and go, oh, that's an evil being? Come on, man. Right, yeah. Well, cats some are cats cool. are. Some cats are. Luana would step into my apartment and literally like die. There's four of them in here. He'd be like, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't be a fan. There's a reason I don't have any pets. Um, <laughs> um right. Welcome everyone to an all-new episode of GVN Review. This episode, we will be breaking down Wonder Woman 1984, and yes, it will be a spoiler review. Um, I don't know why people look forward to listening to podcasts where it's just kind of talking about a movie, but not really talking about it. I I don't know. I I never understood that. But anyway, um, yes, we'll be breaking down Wonder Woman 1984, uh, brand new release, released on Christmas Day. Um, I know a few people that saw it in theaters, but I know a bulk of people that just sat at home and watched it. Um, so before we get into it, let's start with our uh, our panelists, starting off with Joel. What's going on, Joel? What's up, everybody? What did you have a good Christmas? I had a great Christmas. I had a good. Uh, it was good. I really good. I had a good time. Got a lot, got some stuff. Got my my baby enjoyed it, so we're all good. Good, good, good. Uh, next up, Tia. What's going on, Tia? Um, I had a great Christmas. I am an only child, so my mom still gets me presents as if I'm 10, and I'm not complaining about that. <laughs> yeah, awesome. no, I tried to tell my mom that I was the only child, <laughs> hoping she would forget that she, that she had <laughs> She didn't. She didn't. Um, she did. <laughs> um, but, but no, you're, you're pretty lucky, Tia. You're pretty lucky. Um, Patrick, do, do you, uh, are you the only child? Uh, no, I have a twelve. I have a sister who's twelve years older than I am. So it, it, when I was a kid, it was kind of like being an only child in a way. Got you. Yeah. When they're yeah. older, it's always like I love the smaller, more adorable one. Uh, right. You've grown mm-hmm. out of the adorable. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I'm just. I'm just a pain in the ass now. So it's great. <laughs> so the 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 balance kind of you know kind of went back, went back and forth there. Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> did you have a good christmas yeah we had we had a great christmas uh it was just kj and i uh we made like candy and stuff and delivered them around just kind of a drop off on the front porch thing uh for friends and family and just kind of ran out but just did something nice for them and chilled yesterday watched wonder woman 1984 and then uh re it again today just so i had a uh, better point of reference no, absolutely. I um I had a really good Christmas. Um, my mom and and sister are in Florida, but I'm here with my aunts and stuff, so we had a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, so technically here right now with my aunts, I'm the only child in this house. Um, <laughs> so it somewhat worked in my favor. And was and was Santa good to you this year, Joan? <laughs> Santa 
awesome. I don't know how he got down my chimney because it's blocked, um, but he made his way down. And I got, I got a lot of good stuff. So, you know, um, I'm going to make sure next year I install my ADT. Uh, you know, <laughs> stop all that burglary that I'm pretty sure he does. But anyway, let's get into breaking down Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, we're going to structure this a little bit differently. Usually we always go through step by step. Well, we're going to generalize this a little bit more because I think some of us are on the same wavelength. Um, so I don't kind of want to run into like the same kind of mindsets a little bit. I want to flesh out a little bit. So, see, I'm going to start with you. Just generally, what were your overall thoughts of Wonder Woman 1984? Um, whew. My overall thoughts are, and we'll get more into this, obviously, because I, I will say this. This is a blanket sort of statement um the trailer that like the first trailer for wonder woman 84 was better than what the movie was not that i didn't like the movie i just had higher hopes for it than what actually came out you know what i'm saying like when the first trailer came out for wonder woman 84 i was like this is the most epic thing i've ever seen in my life holy shit this and thor ragnarok's trailer are just like peak trailers for me um so i think maybe i had like really high expectations of the movie going in um and as i said we'll get into it a little bit more i certainly i liked it more than the first wonder woman i'll say that um but i really had hoped for it to stick the landing a little better I will definitely say the first one had way less flaws. Um, the first one was one act away from being my number one favorite DC movie at the time. Um, because it was, it literally, until it got to that third act, just seemed very unflawed. Like there were well, flaws I, I could pick through. In there. Well, I have, I have a few flaws with the first one that kind of also bled into the second one. But what, and at least, like as, uh joelle was saying you know this is me literally i just watched it once last night it's literally just the day afterwards i could think differently about this a week a year from now but i was just so impressed with pedro pascal's performance that i i think that's why in my head i'm like that's why i think it's better than the first one just because you know I thought he was just chewing the scenery like nobody's business. I mean, he was like on a, he was acting in another movie. Well, to me, I what I loved about the first one, and then I'll get a little bit more into uh, what else you were saying, was um, Gal. I didn't think she was an actress. Um, you know, coming from modeling, doing literally barely anything in Fast and Furious, and what scared me was in BVS, she barely had lines. And I'm like, you want to go from barely having lines to giving her her own movie? I'm like, all right. And she just blew me away from the, the very opening scenes uh, of her. She just blew me away. And what Patty was able to do, just the little things. Me and Joelle talk about this all the time. The language barrier was something that to, to most people is just whatever. To us, it's significant because it's like, how the hell is she able to understand him? And, mm -hmm. you know, them kind of going through, well, you know, we know all languages. Something so simple and so, you know, and so elegantly put explains so much about just that interaction that she's having right there. 
that ultimately shouldn't be as easy as it was. Um, but Patty was just, she was checking off so many great things for Wonder Woman in that first movie. Um, but I will agree with you, Tia. The trailer kind of made me think this was going a different route than it did. Um, but I do see a lot of people saying it didn't meet their expectations. I just always say to people that say that, what were your expectations? And I always ask, why were they so high? Um, and I would ask that for any movie, even a Marvel movie. Um, well, I mean, to me, the expectation is really high because I just thought that trailer just blew it out of the park. You know, like I just thought that it was going to be a faster pace, um, just have more in it. I didn't I didn't necessarily know what the plot was going to be. I just thought it was going to be different than it was. Um, so, you know, those were the things really that made. But again, like I see some people online who are like, this sucks. This was the this is awful. And I'm like, I wouldn't say it was awful. Like, I don't think that you can just say, oh, it was bad. You know, like AJ had a Twitter thread today that said, okay, well, let's just talk about constructive criticism. And it's like, yeah, let's talk constructive criticism, but let's not just say, oh, it sucked. That's lazy. Yeah, usually people that say that usually don't have constructive criticism. They just <laughs> automatically it's just the worst thing they've ever seen. Yeah. Um but no, I mean, again, I think the biggest thing that took me out of it was we were all asking literally everyone that saw the original trailer. Uh, well, even before then, you know, because we always get the, you know, filming and who's going to be in it. We were like, how are you explaining Steve Trevor being alive? Um, and I was very shocked at how quickly she immediately was kind of like, this is not real, but I'm rocking with it and I'm going to just stay with it. Um, I thought there was going to be a little bit more to that. Um, but again, I mean, this was ultimately a, a love story. Um, I, again, really. Um, and, you know, I just, I wasn't expecting the route they were going. Same, I compared it to Iron Man 3. Um, you know, everything Tony was struggling with. I didn't expect them to go that whole route. Um, yeah. When they did, it just was like, you did aim wrong. And then, you know, you did you did all that with the Mandarin. And it just was like, wait, 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 wait. Um, so, I mean, my biggest expectation, Joel can uh, attest to this, was I was hoping Pedro Pascal's character was a little bit more than he turned out to be. Um, he had his whole giant conspiracy. That's why. I had uh, huge whoops. Thing. Um, <laughs> and I also wanted just to be really good because, you know, we've talked about this before and I'm sorry, I, I don't want to take any more time up than I already have, but um, we talk about this all the time that you have like Zack Snyder cultists who think that um, if, if that think that if he's not involved in it, it's going to be shit. And I remember yeah. when Wonder Woman 84 was being promoted, people were like, oh, see, it doesn't have Zack Snyder in it. Look how garbage it looks, blah, blah, blah. And when it didn't come out as good as I wanted it to, I'm like, oh, this is all that they're going to be talking about. <laughs> like, that's how, like, the toxicity of online is. That That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Well, I will say to anyone who thinks like that, it's very unfortunate to think like that, but also... Um, I would simply say Zack Snyder was um, very much involved in the first Wonder Woman movie. And you could safely say the worst part about that was the third act. And that screamed Zack Snyder. Um, <laughs> take that how you want, you know, but, you know, 
Patty did a great job for, for what she did with this movie, and I want to focus on that. Um, so next up, I'll go to you, Joel. Uh, your overall thoughts on Wonder Woman 1984? Um, I liked it, <laughs> it was really good. Um, now I had my issues with it. Uh, I didn't again, I didn't hate anything. Um, I don't think I had the same amount of hype as everyone else apparently had. <laughs> That's you normally, though, Joel. You normally aren't a speculator, and I think that you're better for it. <laughs> I agree. I don't really throw myself into that hole to be disappointed. So it's true, um, and that's why that's why I do it. I just kind of go in the like fill in those holes. I'm not filling any of that for you. You got to fill them in for me, and I'll just judge it when I see it. Um, so for me. Um, that's why I think I like so much of the movie is because like some of the new stuff she implemented was stuff that I wanted to see from the comic books that came that she brought to life in this movie. And I'm like, oh, my God, she did it. Oh, my God, she did it again. Oh, she did it again. And they, they did that a lot throughout the movie. So those parts I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the relationship aspect of it, the whole how they planned, uh, how the whole Steve Trevor thing I thought that was clever because uh, I didn't know how that was going to work out. And the way they did it was, uh, to me, very clever. Um, and, and they pulled it off really well, and it was a great love story, you know, for like how they, they planned it. And like the acting was great, and Peter Pascal's use of Maxwell Lord and great. Uh, that whole stone, like we had a feeling it was some type of wishing stone, uh, and then there was rumors of him having some type of wish powers. I'm like, how the fuck does that even work? Like, he's never had that. And now they explained it that to me, it, everything started to make sense based on all the stuff that I was hearing. Um, so that's why I probably liked it more than most people. <laughs> I didn't have any priests. I had nothing in my head already. So I was like, yeah, throw it in there. I liked it. Well, I will admit, I was hoping that Rock meant more. And I was really hoping he would turn out to be uh, Vandal Savage. Um, I, I thought that would just would have added so much more of a... Of, I, I don't know. I That's just where my head went uh, when I saw The Rock originally in the trailer um and then i was just like pedro pascal you got to do something big with that guy um and ultimately you know he was one of those villains that's just supposed to be great for one movie and um ultimately was um i i will say though um getting a little bit more in depth to what you were saying joel of you know something that patty did that i just didn't expect uh we were talking about this um before we got on live, the invisible jet. Um, yes. To anyone knows about the invisible jet, it's not something I was ever expecting to get in um, this DC universe. Uh, right. Um, so I, when you know, first of all, I, I do also want to throw out there to a lot of people that don't know, um, it was visually. I mean, not visually, but um, I guess for the the flow of the plot. Patty just kind of flowed with it, but that's not how Wonder Woman was able to get her plane invisible, just for anyone listening. Um, Patty decided- but I kind of liked it, though. I thought it was an interesting, you know. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was one of those things where it was just like, it was so unexpected. Everything about that exact moment was so unexpected. Uh, <laughs> the fact that they did it, and then the way she was able to do it was just like, okay. And the only reason why I was super okay with how she did it was I just watched you. I told you that animate uh, the animated series on Netflix with the gods. Mm-hmm. Um, Zeus. Well, obviously we know 
Zeus's house, the mascara was was hidden. But in, in that, you know, he he that one village was so um what do you call it? Was so um hidden that you know his his wife couldn't see his mistress and their kid. So you know, I was like, yeah, Zeus does have that power. So when she was conjuring it, I was just like, huh, okay, all right, Patty. Didn't expect that, but okay, cool. Um, and to a lot of people, I know a lot of you may not know this, and Joelle was kind of schooling me on why you guys might not know this, but Wonder Woman does fly. Sorry, guys, she does. That's not something that they just randomly threw in there. Um, <laughs> she can fly. Um, so or as long as I knew her, she could fly. So I don't know. That was new to me when she could. <laughs> right. So when everyone was saying like, oh, like, you know, look at how they got. I'm like, Wonder Woman flies. It's always been the case. Um, so, I mean, I, I liked it. Now, I will say the visuals of it were a little off, but um, I loved it. I, I loved it. And Joel, me and you, when we saw the original trailer, <laughs> I remember you I said was confused. Me, you were like, did she just did she just lasso off lightning? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it looked like it though. Um, but I, again, another really cool concept um, that you know visually she pulled off. Uh, it really honestly looked like Spider Man's webbing, like when he webs like from building to building. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting. I mean, she was doing stuff with the lasso. I've I've never knew Wonder Woman could do with the lasso. When she caught the bullet, I was yeah, like, that was cool. <laughs> I've read a few Wonder Woman comics, and I don't think she's ever used that lasso, <laughs> but to grab yeah. people or to make them tell the truth. So I was just yeah. like, very creative in this movie. Yeah. I I didn't mind it because to me, it's like like it's so bland if you're telling me the only thing that magical lasso can do is grab people and force them to tell the truth. I agree. You know, why not extend it to make it a little bit cooler? Like, make it do some stuff. Um, so I was completely fine with it. I just, again, wasn't expecting to see it. So it was really cool to actually see that they were able to pull it off. Um, but Patrick, I'll go to you. What were some of the, uh, what were your, what was your overall thoughts on uh, Wonder Woman 1984? Um, you know, I, I enjoyed it. But at when I, I, I enjoyed it yesterday when I watched it. When I rewatched it today, it was because I then kind of became indifferent about it to to a point. Um, I agree with you guys. The the you know Patty Patty tells an amazing visual story. Um, you know, haven't you know like you were just mentioning too. You know, with, with the lasso and you know being able to like show truth and everything. Like you know how she wrapped it around you know his wrist and was like, hey, this is you know this is what happened in our heritage. That was really really cool. Uh, but you know, I, everyone loves Pedro Pascal. He's great in the Mandalorian. Don't get me wrong, but I, you know, there's something I, I'm just not, I'm not drinking the Pedro Pascal Kool-Aid like a lot of people are. Oh, I know. Right. (laughs) uh, But yo, hold on, Patrick, before you go any further, just so we're clear, are you saying you don't think he's a good actor or you just don't think he's as great as people are making him seem? I don't think he's as great as everyone's making him seem. That's, that's fair. I just, I, I just wanted to make that clear before people are like, what is he well, saying? Before, he can't act? Before yeah, oh, God, no. 
Yeah. Oh, God, no, God, no, no. He, I mean, no, he, he is, he's a great, I mean, he is, a, he's a great actor. He's a good actor. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think, you know, in The Mandalorian, I, I think he's phenomenal, but it's almost, I, I feel like they're, he's become so popular and everyone wants him and everything. And like, it, it's almost like, hit, you know, his stock's kind of going down because he's in too much for me right now. And it's just like, all right, dude, just, take a break. Don't just be in everything. And I get it. It's wonder woman and everything else, but I, I really, I really felt that his performance was just okay. To be honest with you. Um, I thought there was a lot and I, I think it could have been the writing and I think they could have gone a little bit deeper on and make, make him more of, I guess I didn't believe him as being the villain. Um, Wow, hold on. Let me just take a a, a step back real quick. Um, okay, so all right, so let's break this down a little bit. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing uh, with Pedro Pascal's character in this that I was not expecting, um, because maybe I just I heard the trailer differently than anyone else, was them allowing him to kind of have that that accent. Um, I wasn't expecting that. Um, to have his accent? Huh? That's basically his accent. No, 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 no. Okay, so this is what I mean by by an accent, not his accent, an accent. He does not sound like that in The Mandalorian. Like, there's obviously, like, a a difference in in how those two portrayals sound. Um, So there's a lot about that character that I was expecting that just was obviously me just throwing stuff at the wall. So um, it it took the second watch for me to kind of go, okay, no problem. I get it. This is what they're doing with him. I understand. Um, it it was just a weird concept from the jump, I guess, um, of what they were doing, really. But I, I thought, like, like Tia was saying, and, and Tia's popping back in here now. Let's let's, uh, let's uh, calm down before Tia Tia goes off. But no, um, I thought he did a, a great job for what they gave him. Um, I think what really sold me was at the end um, when, you know, cause as Wonder Woman threw the lasso on him and she was showing his truth of his upbringing and, and just being mm-hmm. picked on and no one respecting him. And, and you know, him just kind of wanting to capture that and for him mm-hmm. to not want to be, uh, I, to me, I, I think that's the worst feeling ever for your kid to view you as like a loser or like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I get it. I completely get it. It wasn't from a standpoint of wanting to be evil. It just corrupted him. Um, so, I mean, I love what he did with it. It was just a character yeah. that I personally thought they could have maybe did did more with having Pedro Pascal. But for what he did with the character, I, I, I thought it was fine. Um, I, if I'm being completely honest with you, the only actor in this entire movie that I thought was just hands down amazing was, was, was uh, Kristen Wiig. Um, I loved every ounce of that. Um, like she, I, I love the goofy side because it reminded me of all the good stuff of her that I love from Saturday Night Live. Um, and then when she, when it was time to, to get serious, she got serious and I loved it. When that, mm-hmm. uh, that heckler, uh, when she caught up to him again on, on, on the sidewalk, I was just like, yes, kick him again. <laughs> like, do mm-hmm. it again. I know when, when the, 
it's like i get it the guy who she would help it's like i understand you see barbara is just this nice woman and so it it shocks you to see her being so vicious but i'm like you know what f that guy he was he was getting really handsy with her and who knows what he would have tried to do if um diana hadn't stepped in so i'm like as you said juan kick him again you fucking asshole <laughs> yeah, a few more times but no i loved her character more than anything else in this entire movie um, I, because it had it had a arc that i think literally i mean pa pedro pascal is to a degree um also yeah um, but it legit was a arc that everyone could relate to. It's well, the idea of go ahead, Tia. I was gonna say, like, with uh, Barbara's character, I was just gonna say really quick, I love how she met Diana within like five seconds, was asking her out on a date. I was like, same, I mean, be a little, you know, uh, more cool about it, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, if we all saw Gal Gadot, we'd probably do the same exact thing, like almost immediately. Um, I'd completely collapse. I wouldn't. I would have no, no chance. Like, he wouldn't even know what to say. And guys, uh, I will no tell you, having uh, having worked photo ops with her, she is as stunning and as nice as you would expect her to be. So when wow. we were in the booth with her, it was just like. Uh, yeah, I totally get it. So I'm with you 100%. Yeah. You can't tell us things like that, Patrick. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It was yeah, Ace Comic Con Long Island. Or, yeah, Long Island. So oh, cool. I, I think I've only had that twice. And that was with Minka Kelly and then Rosario Dawson. So where it's just like, I don't even know how I'm speaking at this point. Like, right. Coming out. Like, yeah, and I'm we not were pretty close. That was we were scary. I was I was so close. I had to tell myself, you got to relax. Like, I wasn't even doing anything. Like, you have to relax. I'm sweating. Um, Why am I sweating? <laughs> yeah. Well, but, and, like, you know, Juan, yeah. and to your, sorry, uh, to your point about Chris and Wig, was it, I mean, I was more, I think I was most impressed by her action skills. Yes. I like her fight scenes were just yeah you know, when they're in the White House and her and her and Wonder Woman going back and forth at it I was just like oh hell yeah I I was not expecting that good of action from Qu Kristen Wiig yeah uh, I was shocked um, I was shocked completely uh, she I, okay so what I loved the most what, what I was saying before was. Um, the level of realism that her character's arc brought was something that I think we all can kind of uh, relate to uh, of a point in life of just being invisible. Uh, which, of, go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. Which there, so I loved Kristen Wiig in this movie. I thought her character was great. The one thing that I disliked, and it's not, it's just the trope that it did. It's like, I hate, as you said, Joan, there, at some point in our life, we could relate to that. And I hate when it's almost like weaponized against the person. It's like you have this person who has felt invisible their whole entire lives, has felt really just like uh, just 
bad and it's like they see uh, someone like diane they're like oh my god i wish i had this person's confidence i wish that people would see me like this person it's like and it's like that should be something that someone wants and it's like but then they want it it's like oh but look now it takes away your humanity and takes away this and you shouldn't have this and it's like i hate that trope it's like why can the non like quote-unquote beautiful person like want to feel beautiful and want to feel that like that sometimes bothers me that trope and that that's my little spiel for it i was like come on man like give barbara what she wants why does diana get it all <laughs> yeah and i think what i love most was well first of all let me just i i wanted to make sure i said this on air um patty jenkins you did a really bad job of trying to make Kristen wig not seem very beautiful um <laughs> like even her nerdy self was it was working like i was <laughs> like you're doing a horrible job it's like um... not look beautiful <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Not Another Teen Movie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, when the main girl, they're like, oh, look how fugly she is. And it's like, actually, she's really pretty. All it is is that she has glasses and a hair back. She's actually really pretty. And everyone's like, oh, look how boring. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's how it was to me. Yeah, yeah. no, that's exactly what, what, how I was seeing it. It was just like, no, she's, that's why when it was like, when she showed up, uh, like when, you know, she was like, being more visible everyone was like oh my god like what'd you do new and i'm like she legit just pulled the the clark kent superman trick on you guys like she didn't (laughs) there was nothing really that she did any differently um it's her confidence the confidence that's all that really is most of the time confidence man it'll get you everywhere um but another thing that i really loved was unless i missed it so i want to point that out i love how they never said till the end what her wish was originally um well she she did it she did the what do you mean the first time or the second time no 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 no, no. the first time no she first said time. she said she, she wants to be like diana she's like i want to be you know yeah, sexy yeah, i want to be this i want to be that yeah really? yeah that's what she I, got powers I, yeah no, 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 yeah no. she no i know yeah, she, she said it when she was in her office yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. oh man i must have missed that thing because i thought she picked it up and they never, they never showed. <laughs> How did you miss that? She was like, that was another reason why I sat there and go, wow, she has such a lady crush on Diana right now. She full on said, I want to be sexy like Diana. It's like, all right, all right, Barbara. Like yeah. oh, Patrick, I like your tree there. Sorry. <laughs> right. No, you're good. Um, so yeah, so no, so Kristen Wig, uh, I thought gave an amazing performance. Um, I, now, I will say this. Now, I don't throw many visual shades towards Patty Jenkins, but it was very clear why that fight took place at night. Uh, <laughs> so Patty Jenkins didn't have to put that much focus on the visuals for, for Cheetah, um, which I thought was very unfortunate. I would have liked to have seen Cheetah in the light, um, but I get it. I completely it it would have been nice to see more vivid color of cheetah's uh you know not costume but you know what i mean her yeah. look her fur, yeah. her it fur yeah it's kind of weird i was like am i watching cats right now <laughs> but no but tia that that's that's what i heard that this is not from anyone legit but that's what i heard they were trying to stay away from so it, it was the idea of making it to where it was like Make her look as convincing as Cheetah without having to fully go in. Um, so you put it at night and it kind of it kind of blends, it blended really well. Um, to where it didn't look bad, but it could have looked so much better. 
Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing that stood out to me was, first of all, I thought that was okay. Now, Joel, Tia, I think mm-hmm. you've seen Titans. Patrick, I think you've seen Titans. Joel, I have not seen Titans. Oh, you have not seen Titans. Okay. I so have really not. quickly cover your ears so I don't spoil this for you. Oh, you're um, good. I'm I'm a, I'm a good guy for that. Okay. All right. Um, Joel, did you think it was a shot at Titans with Diana putting the electricity in water and it not affecting her? Uh, no, I didn't. But I, I definitely thought the same thing. I'm like, well, there's another nod to like <laughs> making that scene look bad again. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we know the actress uh, that took place in that scene was not a fan of that scene. Um, yeah. I agree, but at the end, at the end of the day, Don, Donna is not the daughter of Zeus, like Diana. No, not it's at all, not at all. But if there was one thing that we would expect to not kill Donna, it would right. have been that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it would have been yeah. that. Um, but okay, so I want to talk about this, guys. I, I want to talk about the ending because someone brought up a really good point, and that point was, um when we see uh, Barbara Minerva again at the end, like after everyone renounced their wish, she did not. And she looked more so like she did at the White House than she did her original self. Mm-hmm. So I want to kind of pass this around here. Everyone just kind of jump in when, uh, when you want. But did anyone else kind of get the feeling that this isn't the last of Cheetah that, that we've seen and that maybe still a little bit of that, that power is in her a little bit? I, per, I, 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 absolutely I absolutely agree. Yeah. And I mean, that, that was a, that was a first thing that stood out to me when we, when we saw the movie yesterday was, all right. So, you know, Pedro Pascal's character renounces, you know, and, and she was so adamant. It's like, never, never, never. And she's just sitting there with that, with that look on her face, like, nope, this isn't over yet, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They legit had the look of, nope, I'll die on this hill. Now I will mm-hmm. legit die on this hill before I become and what's so crazy is her wish compared to like when you started seeing the rest of the world wish like man I wish I could just you know I could just make it or man I wish my dad was here and she's like I just want to be hot like you know I want people to stop ignoring me and then the fact that she refused to let go of that was just like damn (laughs) right okay all right um I mean I feel like 13 year old me would have agreed I'd be like, yeah, you know, I get you, girl. I get you. <laughs> Theo would have been another... sitting right next to her like, I yep. don't mine either. <laughs> I, I think that's another example of power corrupting, you know, like I did with Pedro Pascal. Like, she got a little taste and it got to her head and, like, why would you want to give it up, <laughs> basically, no, you know? No, absolutely. Um, now, all right, so this is the only thing that really disappointed me about BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. 
New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Um, Cheetah and Diana's interaction. Um, and, and Joel, I think I said this to you because I think this is a direct cut from the comics. I could be wrong though, but I really did think her need for the golden armor was because of um, was because Cheetah was just getting fit, uh, you know, was getting the best of her with with her claws and everything that right. she needed armor to protect her. Um, what made the armor redundant? was the armor would have been great if she wore it when she still didn't have her full power. Like, she needed that as a boost. That's what I thought they were going to do. Having having the armor on top of full power was just like, oh, yeah, it was just like, all right, so you guys realize a sword and shield was overkill, so you thought you'd give her armor? Like, (laughs) Like, that's overkill also at that point in the story. So I was just like, all right, Patty Jenkins, that's that's weird. Like you could have gotten her clawed up, and that's why she needed the the armor, or or just stayed with the idea that she still wasn't a hundred percent during the uh, the end battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have even bought that. But the fact that it looked like she was a hundred percent, obviously when she renounced her wish, it was just like, no, I don't think you need that armor. Um, no. th- did anyone else feel that way? I thought that. It's like, why you're talking about this armor, right? That literally, um, you know, uh, God, uh, an ancient person in your culture wore to ward off literally a whole army of people, and you wear it for one character and then toss away the wings like two seconds in and the fact that they also teased it in the trailer so it took a lot out of that sort of admiration for the armor if that would have been something that a they didn't tease in the trailer and b also kept on for longer then i think it would have hit more but i honestly didn't feel that sort of like feeling that you should have felt when she put that armor on I also want, um, and Patrick and Joel, I'm going to go to your thoughts on that, but I just wanted to throw this in there. I also want directors to not be afraid to allow villains to carry on to this, uh, to the next movie. Um, because there are some times where I kind of feel like they end villains too quickly just to tie the bow of the movie to where it's kind of like, no, you could have left that you know, to maybe carry on. Because I did feel a little underwhelmed with their fight. Um, their end fight. I thought the White House fight was great. I loved it. But the final one, I kind of was a little underwhelmed by. Um, And then, you know, it doesn't help when the actual big bad is someone that can't physically fight Diana. Um, So it's like, well, you you move past this to give us something that's not another fight scene. 
Um, you know, like I would have been fine if you kind of got past this really quickly. And then, you know, it was another physical battle for Diana to go through. Um, but uh, your, your thoughts on that, Patrick, and, and then your thoughts on, did you kind of think like that armor and that specific point was maybe a little wasted? Yes, I, I 100% agree with that because they, they fl- when they flash back to it and shown the significance of what the armor meant and then, you know, it's like, all right, cool build up. But, you know, I agree 100%. I think the trailer ruined the significance and the effect that the armor was going to bring to the movie because you saw it and her shedding it right away in the trailer. I think, I think it was just a wasted opportunity because there, there's so much, there's so much story and power behind that, that I think they, they wasted. Um, and then as far, you know, as far as the, you know, the fight scene, I agree, you know, that with, with Pedro Pascal's character, you know, it was, I mean, he was just, he's just an ordinary guy. I mean, it, I mean, she could flick her finger and he goes flying across her room. So that would, mm-hmm. you know, that's a very anticlimactic thing. So, you know, save Cheetah, save Cheetah for the end. Like, hey, that's the last, that's the last piece of this puzzle. She's still around. I got to take her out. Right. They did it differently than most superhero movies do it, which I get it for the purpose of of the story. I understand why they did it. I'm not questioning it whatsoever. But usually a character like like um, Pedro Pascal's character would be the side villain that has a arc that is very important. But the actual physical villain is Cheetah. And that's the focus. And I think they kind of at a few different points were flip flopping it. Um, and then ultimately, when it came down um, to us kind of wanting that big fight that we've been building towards, it was very quick. Um, and, you know, but I mean, I've, I've saw, um, I can't remember the name of, of the guy, Joel, that we follow on, on Twitter, but he was alluding to, if you're Patty, to complete this trilogy, you have to have her fight gods in the third movie. It's legit the only thing that's missing from from this entire Diana arc um, is her fighting more people that you can kind of look at and go, they're just as strong as she is. How can she, you know, how will she win this? Um, and, you know, I thought bringing in Cheetah, we would get a lot more physical interaction. I mean, we even know Cheetah has the ability to poison with her claws. Um, so I'm like, there's just a lot of cheetah, um, that hopefully we get to see more of in the future, but if not, this was very, very, very underwhelming, but Joel, your, your thoughts. I wasn't underwhelmed. Sorry. <laughs> like, um, I, 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 I liked how it played out at the end. I was disappointed, not disappointed, but like, I thought that they've messed up how the armor played a factor. Looks like mm-hmm. I, I agree with everyone. Like, I don't. I thought it didn't. It didn't seem like it made sense after the fact. Right. <laughs> like, like she got her power. Like you said, like she got her powers. Then she put on armor. I'm like, well, that's kind of redundant. <laughs> <laughs> but like she and plus she didn't know that the cheetah she was going to get into a fight with. So it actually worked to her favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, she didn't know that was going to happen. So kind of she lucked into wearing the armor at the right time. Right. Um, because it, it was all alluding to wearing that armor or, or, or earning that armor from the beginning of the movie. You know, like right. she she missed out and she. You know, she kind of cheated in the beginning to win, you know, the whatever for that armor to be 
whatever. But at the end of the day, that's kind of where I, I see what they were trying to do. I just don't think that it, it ended up executing the right way because, like you said, it kind of became redundant once we got her powers back, like completely. Right. Like um, the. Oh no no go ahead go ahead. No 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 go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say the perfect time would have been literally when her and Steve were looking at it and she was mm-hmm. explaining it. That moment right then and there would have been the perfect time to win. Yeah. Well, maybe we probably probably should have got Cheetah Cheetah maybe earlier in the movie. <laughs> but agree. So like maybe like a double battle like so it makes more sense to wear the armor later. Right. Um, maybe that's probably where they, they that, to me that's where they kind of messed up there. But I, I didn't mind like fighting Cheetah first and then having the emotional moment at the end because I thought and that's how it should have ended like with with Pedro Cascal's Max Lord. I thought that worked out fine. I just think the whole armor thing kind of didn't work out like as like it should have. Yeah, this reminds me of, because I didn't hear a lot of people saying that it was underwhelming to them, but you know what this reminded me of? I've literally only have known myself to be frustrated with this, was the end of Iron Man 2. You finally get Stark full power with the new suit. You get Rhodey working with, with his new suit. And then their fight, literally with the big boss, lasted all of like three seconds. And I was just like, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> what who was that like what, what give me your hand that's it what mm-hmm. their suits can do all that and give me your hand is how they how they save the day no nah, i'm not I'm not buying that shit no, <laughs> not at all. um so i kind of felt the same way with with her versus cheetah knowing how powerful she i mean hell we started this year or no last year i'm sorry um we got to see um the wonder woman animated movie where she takes on yeah cheetah. And that was kind of like building up like, oh, man, like Cheetah is really strong. Um, and then they just it didn't feel like they brought that in that final battle. I won't say they didn't bring it throughout the movie, because, again, that White House scene was so good. Um, but that final battle was just kind of like, ah. I don't think that armor helped because armor helped to actually help helped her physically in that fight a lot. <laughs> like, you, know, you know what? You know what I'll compare it to? I'll compare it to like, let's say Thor's fighting someone. Right. And then like he grabs his hammer and we're like, oh, man, this is about to be like a big battle. And then like he punches the guy in the face and it's like, that's it. Yeah. You just need to punch. What was the whole hammer for? He didn't even need it. He just punched him in the face. It's like, ah, we just like the aesthetic of it. No, 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 no. Don't waste it. (laughs) I think that with Wonder Woman, you make her a little too OP, right? To where then battles aren't really like hand-to-hand combat they're a lot of flinging around and things like that it's like in a way you either have to less all right this sounds wrong right but you either have to lessen her or heighten cheetahs right so the point where it's like they're equally matched instead of it being where diana's so overpowered and i agree with you that as you say in a third one she should be battling up against a god because we should be getting these more intense hand-to-hand combat um fights mm-hmm. and maybe this is just me like talking because i love when you see that in say like the marvel universe and i would love to see those sometimes in the dc universe and i would have loved to see that in this movie especially more against cheetah but i thought that she was going to battle a god almost in this movie because she kept talking about it. she was like oh my god a god made this stone a very bad god you know a god and i'm like when do we get said God? <laughs> when do we get God fight? <laughs> like that's. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean well, last time we had a God fight, it didn't work either. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> as far your point as as um 
leveling someone down to to justify the story. I mean, there's no bigger example of that than Vision. I mean, I think people really forget that if Kevin Feige didn't power down Vision, we don't have a plot for uh, Civil War. Like Vision literally could have just killed all of Cap's side. Um, but obviously, you're not going to make them that OP. Well, I mean, honestly, that's why I felt like in and not to get into this conversation because it's a different, you know, universe. But in Endgame, when they brought in Captain Marvel in like the last second, it's like you know you could have probably used her like much sooner in the freaking movie, you know. Yeah, and it's yeah. like that's how it feels sometimes. It's like I get it. Like Wonder Woman's really strong, but that doesn't mean that you, then you can't introduce people who are on the same level as her. Like I'm mm-hmm. not as familiar, you know with dc but i'm sure they're out there i'm sure you do this (laughs) they're definitely out there and that's another reason why i thought vandal savage would have been someone that pedro pascal could have could have easily done Uh, he wasn't gonna do nothing to her either he ain't gonna no 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 no. i was just (laughs) going to say that it would have been really interesting to see vandal savage and cheetah versus diana like how does she how does I don't she think he makes her? a difference, in my opinion. Like, no, for she doesn't. But I, I also would have, in my but mind, Giganta and Cheetah. Strong. There you go. <laughs> well, hell yeah, shit! I would have loved Giganta. Um, that would have been amazing. But again, we saw that in the animated movie Bloodlines. I think it was. Yeah. Um, they did a great job showing that when you when you do Wonder Woman's villains right, Diana has a pretty tough day. Um, and that's kind of what I think I was looking for. That's I'm just think I also think because she didn't really get her ass whooped at all. It, it felt like it I was agree. like well, that was kind of but again, it's because she's wearing that armor. <laughs> so also, it really protected well, I think, the whole time. I think Patty's point of this movie was it was an emotional battle she needed. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah like you're right. Point, yeah. The the point I was explaining to my aunt, because she was saying she didn't really get it. The point I explained to her of the beginning of the movie was that you will experience losses in life. You have to deal with it. You can't cheat it. And in right. this, remember how Steve kept saying, Diana, yeah. you right. got to let me go. You can't yep. both. That, yep. was her, that was the lesson, re, you know, resurfacing. Yep. Of, and the, the armor was a physical manifestation of her earning that. Exactly. Basically. Right, right. So I thought, like, all right, wouldn't the ultimate showing of her losing being her actually, like, getting her ass kicked a little bit more like and kind of trying to triumph uh you know be triumphant yeah. against it um but that's why i said you know and I, this, these are again apples to oranges but it's the only thing i can really go to but that's why ragnarok spoke to me so much for thor's arc and what odin was trying to teach him was he legit had to give up everything and again remember he didn't win at the end of the day he lost Everything. He lost his planet. He lost everything. So to me, it was that is how you prevail a hero. Is that what does he do when he literally uh, has lost everything? And I thought Diane, because to me, the only reason why her letting go of Steve didn't hurt was it hurt the first time that shit happened. He was already gone. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, the second time around, it's kind of like, you're not going to get me twice. Like, you got me the first time. I'll give you that. But now it's kind of just more like there had to have been something else. Well, I mean, even the first movie, I mean, the the underlying theme was like, I mean, she's going to have her power. Her powers are power, right? right. And mm-hmm. she's she's basically indestructible. Her 
her main villain has been herself and learning like that's like even in the first movie she wasn't getting her ass handed to her either in that first movie her she was getting her ass handed to her mentally it was that inner strife and you know growing as as a person and learning about humanity and herself and and they repeated that in this movie too right right no i completely i completely agree with you but again and and that's uh, Let's compare it to DC instead of having to go to Marvel. Um, it's what I loved about Man of Steel. He literally spent half that movie just getting wrecked. Um, and then he had to prevail from it. But that's what makes the the hero winning so much better is that he had to work through so much to get there. Um, but I yeah. kind of feel like in these two movies, Patty is focusing more on the emotional and not the physical. And it's like, that's great. But I want to see fist and feet. When it comes to Wonder Woman, that's what I'm here yeah. for, Patty. None of that emotional. I also, I also <laughs> think that she would have had a better chance if she didn't wear, wasn't wearing that fucking armor. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, Joel. The, the <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to play off Cheetah as a character that can't take like hold her own because she no, obviously I mean, could. The exact evidence <laughs> to that is that very first moment where Diana closes herself into the wings. Mm-hmm. Cheetah is just wrecking the wings. Yeah, exactly. No wings, Diana's Diana's having a long night. Yeah, <laughs> a For real sure. long. That's why night. she got rid of them. They weren't useless at that point. <laughs> right. Well, let exactly. Me, let me ask this, and in, in in regards to the fight with Cheetah at the end, mm-hmm. you could tell that was very Zack Snyder s the way like it was shot and how dark and like dingy <laughs> it felt. <laughs> you couldn't see anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So so my question is, do you think? If it was like, say, you know, you compare it to the White House fight scene that we've been doing, that was well lit. That was, you know, there you could see the surroundings very well. You could see right. everything that they're using, getting thrown through pillars, you know, that kind of stuff. If it was, if that fight scene, if nothing else was like in a brighter scenario and not like the dark, rainy, and you know, in a you know, a secret military base. Do you think that you could have had more validity and that would have been more uh, exciting, even if they just lightened it up? Um, okay, so my thing with DC is I've always felt, and, and again, there's plenty of comics that, that go against exactly what I'm about to say, but my, my favorite DC comics are the more darker ones. Um, like I try to remind people all the time, especially when they talk about Batman, like, why is it always so dark? I don't think people know that Batman doesn't fight crime during the day. Like, that shit just doesn't exist. But you can be dark without having this, like, such a muted hue. Okay. That's that's what I felt like Cheetah looked like, was just muted sometimes. And that's where I was kind of going with that. I said this before. Superman and Wonder Woman in Flash's world should never be that dark. Um, Visually. It It just shouldn't. Visually. Um, so I'll give you that. But again, I, the only reason why I think this took place at night was to kind of hide Cheetah. Um, like show it, show kind of like how cool she looked in her face. Um, but they were hiding a lot of Cheetah. Why? I, I don't know. I, I, because they didn't have the budget to do all that CGI. Um, my thing is, is that like for me, and I've said this, and like, listen, this complaint is very just specified to me right i can't see very well you know i wear glasses i wear contacts you know i can't see very well so when things are too dark 
I can't see shit. This has been my main problem with the DC movies lately, right? But it's like, and I know, like, again, Juwan, like, I'm not trying to get into any sort of, like, argument over this, but, you know, the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy, that was dark, but I still felt as if, I still felt in the night times you could still see things, whereas in the current DCEU, when it's at night, it's like you could, you can't see anything it's like then why bother shooting it man if i can't see anything why bother shooting it <laughs> it says i'm with that night too and you can see everything well, that's because yeah. yeah but still though it's still like there is an example it's not only like oh you know you can't have any night scenes of course you can have night scenes you can still yeah. make it visible though yeah, yeah, and you're not. Exactly. I don't feel like you're taking away the integrity of you know of of the movie or the message that you're trying to get across. That you know, like yeah, like you said, Juan, DC is inherently more of a darker style comic, but it doesn't mean that like 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 Tia said, you know, like that dark hue that they that Snyder loves. It mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be that. It can still be dark but bright and crisp. Yeah, and you can do that. It, yeah, and you won't lose the message. It doesn't affect it, I don't think. I don't necessarily disagree. This movie was very bright and beautiful. Um, it, yeah. You know, the, the end battle. Say <laughs> it again, Joel. I said 90% of it, yeah. Right, exactly. Um, but for some reason, those third acts with Patty, they, they tend to get pretty dark. Because um, <laughs> so, they start losing their budget after a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, apparently it costs a lot to, to lasso off lightning bolts and stuff like that. <laughs> I would imagine. I would imagine. <laughs> I, I, I want to get to two more things before we get out of here. I want to first go to Tia. Uh, Tia, there was some uh, something about Maxwell Lord you wanted to, to talk about. Yeah, um, because I had technical difficulties and had to hop off and I wasn't here for Patrick slandering Pedro uh, Pes- <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say, I don't know if you guys covered it. I did like um, the deterioration of his character as he was like making all the wishes and everything like that. So I just wanted to say that his like bloody eye creeped me out for most of the movie. But I, I don't know, like I, I understand probably that it wasn't maybe comic book accurate and maybe there was more that he could do, but I just think that, he did a good job in whatever he was doing. I really liked that. And I mean, at least they didn't kill him at the end, but I mean, it seems like he, his storyline pretty much is wrapped up. We wouldn't see him come back as a villain, but can we agree that kind of, he's like the ultimate, like, fuck boy he just purposely just sleeps with barbara just to get the stone like i was thinking i was like oh you scumbag (laughs) bravo to you tia for for even getting to that point i I kind of disgusted more so when he's like the kids here again oh and it's like um i don't know how much your custody works it's usually every weekend Um, (laughs) i mean he was like the typical like sleazy salesman that was what he was supposed to be you know like i'll I'll sell you anything if it'll make me a buck pretty much right yeah Um, Yeah, and and that and that you know and like i said i mean i like pedro pascal it wasn't and it wasn't necessarily slander towards him it i was just joking with you patrick uh, of course of course (laughs) but like like juan said i think i think that was where the writing fell short 
mm. as you know it it wasn't necessarily his fault it was just like i was just more like eh okay well pedro pascal's in this and it's just kind of okay whatever i think that it would have been nice to see maybe him do more um and maybe even give him powers to the sense where he could have fought off Diana, but it was more so he was like the mouthpiece and Barbara was almost like his guard in that sense. See, yeah. I don't, I don't meet, no. I, I don't feel that only because to me, and, and again, I, I always make comparisons because it's the best way to express, I feel is the best way to express what I'm trying yeah. to say. Um, but this ultimately was Justin Hammer and, um, What's his name? Uh, Mickey Rook's character in Iron Man 2. It, it was just, yeah. again... My no, Avon uh, Benko, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. My only issue with this is it was a little inconsistent on who was supposed to be the, the real big bad between the two. But, I mean, no. I mean, if anyone's read any of the comics, oh. Justin Hammer could have done more than he actually did um, in that Well, movie. you know, they just were disrespectful to Sam Rockwell, you know. I mean, you get, get Sam... That's another thing. You get Sam Rockwell in a freaking movie, you're going to have to let Sam Rockwell be Sam Rockwell. No, but I mean, the, the point I was trying to make by even bringing that up was the story didn't call for it. So the story didn't yeah. call for Pedro Pascal yeah. um, to do any more than he did. Again, I just... My only issue overall is just that Patty in these two movies have has gone more emotional than what comic book uh, fans uh, like expect. They expect the physical and he's focusing more so on the emotional. So the stories sometimes are going to have an emotional ending, like but an emotional some- conclusion rather than fist being what, what saves the day. Sometimes it, it, in her story, it might be love saves the day. It might be sympathy saves the day. It's and I get that. The, the fighting. And I get that because it's like, you know, there's plenty of Marvel movies that have like a shit ton of emotion in them, right? And ultimately, I didn't mind that uh, Diana's way to save the day was to just, uh, you know, reach out to people emotionally and get them to maybe not be so greedy, right? And mm-hmm. then ultimately have even Maxwell Lord's character realize how greedy he's been. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, okay. Oh wow, this sh- I just thought about this. Did anyone ever else think that his kid showed like zero emotion the entire freaking movie? I was like, that would be so uncomfortable. To, like act across from that. And I know he's a kid. I should be like a little nicer about it. But I was like, Jesus, n- stone faced. Um, but I didn't get that. <laughs> I, yeah, did. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't either. But to be fair, I didn't really pay much attention. He was more so like a device for yeah um, Maxwell Lord. So I didn't really given much of my attention really no. um, but but I, I was gonna also say that um sometimes patty's though emotions like emotional scenes paused in between scenes that didn't need to be paused like i actually really disliked the moment where um diana renounced her wish She's in the middle of this whole chaoticness and it's like, hang on, hang on, let's have a moment. Let's have a little powwow right now. And it's like, oh, no. And I was like, no, like, keep this going. That should have been done before that scene or after that scene, not literally in the middle of that scene. It was like, you can put emotion in there, but it's like, it was this pause that to me was just not placed correctly. I, to me, you guys, you guys know how I am with with scenes like that. So I, I could have taken it or left it, regardless. Yeah, but, I thought it was fine. I don't know. Um, I, didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I, I mean that's fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, 
now be- before we wrap this up uh little fun fact uh at the end where um diana feeds the guy that was um that steve was inhabiting his body um little mm-hmm. quick fun fact that no one really cares about but uh gal gal's actual husband and her two kids were in that that christmas scene um, for anyone that might have noticed so that was like the moment where she's kind of looking around giving like the biggest smile like the, the camera kind of like pans and like her fam her actual family is there wait um, was it the guy that was playing steve trevor or no yeah yeah well no i'm saying in that scene where where she was talking to him the camera kind of pans as she's looking uh, and her actual real life husband and, and her kids were were there oh, that's um, cute so I thought that was pretty awesome. But all right, before we get out of here, I want to really quickly talk the uh, the mid credit scene, as Joel has corrected me about um, the mid credit scene that uh, I thought was a nice little touch. I mean, a lot of people were confused. I don't know why, um, but it was a double entendre that I really enjoyed. Uh, Patrick, I'll start with you. How did you like the mid credit scene? Well, as a as a, a, an older fella that grew up watching Linda Carter as Wonder Woman, uh, I absolutely loved it. And and you you know when they when they uh, flashed to Asteria earlier, I just looked, I saw those eyes, I was like, oh shit, that's Linda. <laughs> Here we go. And then and then you know having having her come in, I think it I think it was I think it was just right. It was mm-hmm. just enough, and it gave and it gave the proper respect for everything that Linda Carter did as Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was, I always like when they bring back somebody that this generation probably has no idea who they are and they're they're watching it with their parents and we're like, oh my God. And they're like, I have no idea what you're freaking out about. Like to me, I think that's always fun because it, it makes for a good conversation to kind of school them on, on who it is. But I did love the double entendre. Um, Tia, did you get the double entendre of, I've been doing this for a real long time. Um, I mean, maybe not as deep and maybe like, I feel like maybe we're not on the same length as it. I just, I was just going to say that I love that scene, right? You know how uh, you say if a song like slaps, like that scene slapped, that thing was uh, amazing. <laughs> it was just so cool. It was like Linda Carr just airs like just such a coolness about her and like just the just effortlessness of her just saving the day and just kind of like, uh, she's just effortless. She's so beautiful still. I mean, it's just so amazing. It was great. I definitely want whatever Patty, uh, whenever they decide on what they're doing, if they're doing a third movie, which you would imagine they would, um, I'd love to see them bring that character back. Um, and, you know, since this is probably the the last of, of the the trilogy, you know, have a big fight scene where we see Themyscira stand up against whatever the, the villain is and we see her return to kind of help out. Um, I think that'd be great. I'd love to see the OG Wonder Woman in our current Wonder Woman in a scene together in kind of like a battle. I think that'd just be amazing. But Joel, uh, what, what were your thoughts on that mid uh, mid credit scene? I thought it was cool. Uh, I was I was wondering who that. I wasn't wondering about it because I remember talking about it earlier, and I'm like, I was I didn't really care who the a- actress was because I did <laughs> when they showed her eyes. I remember there were people I was watching were trying to figure out if that was someone they knew because it looked familiar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of did look familiar, but I didn't really put too much thought into it. 
Uh, so when it actually showed, and they're like, oh shit, it's fucking Linda Carter. Well, and I always wanted to see if they ever gave her a role in, in the movie, what would it be? Right. Uh, I always wanted her to be Hippolyta or something, but you know, obviously didn't go that direction. But the fact that they went with an Amazon regardless and made her hysteria, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That was a really nice throw a shout out. And that was a nice little scene in the middle of the, uh, the credits. So uh, congrats to them and, and Linda Carter for getting you know, to, to show off like, like many other characters these days. Yeah, now makes a lot more sense why she was part of the fandom panel yeah. when they did yeah. the panel because she was in the movie. So it makes a lot more sense now. Huh? It makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Oh, um, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I saw a few people on Twitter. I was like, oh, I knew from the eyes. I was like, well, you guys should definitely work in the FBI or something. Like, yeah, Pat- good Patrick can. Patrick just said he, he he could tell. So there you go, Patrick. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, but has, I, I also grew up really watching her too. <laughs> no, 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 that that's absolutely fair. Um, yeah, when I saw her at the end, I was completely like, "Oh wow, okay, yeah, the hits keep coming." Um, I, I did tell Joel, um, I, I silly me, but I was expecting a world building mid mid credit scene, and then I you ain't getting that. <laughs> I remembered you can't do anything until after Flash, you know, kind of rewrites what our our history of the DC universe currently is. Um, so, you know, shame on me, but I enjoyed this movie. Sounds like we all, uh, to a degree did enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, uh, Warner Brothers first, um, first time doing this like this in theaters and, uh, on, um, HBO Max. Uh, according to them, we'll be seeing more of it as we head into the new year. We'll see how all that plays out. Cause hearing that Sony is getting all the creators from Warner Brothers, Probably nothing that makes Warner Brothers happy. So we'll see how that plays out. But make sure you guys uh, check out Patrick on Kinda Nerdy Dudes um, and KJ um, also. Uh, Patrick, thank you so much for joining. My pleasure Uh, as always, man. Joel, thank you for joining. Tia, thank you so much for joining. Tia, you have top 10 this weekend, right? I do, yep. We're doing uh, top 10 movies we're looking forward to in 2021. Perfect. Um, I cannot wait to hear that. And hopefully we get all the things <laughs> that are supposed to come out next year. Um, but uh, stay tuned. We have a huge, huge, huge end of the year wrap up show with so many other groups uh, this upcoming Wednesday. So stay tuned for that, guys. That's going to be so much fun. Um, but this has been our review for Wonder Woman 1984. Please, guys, if you hear people trashing it, don't let that be why you don't see it. See it for yourself. And, you know, if you decide you don't like it, I have no problem. But don't tell me you think it's stupid. And then I ask you, what did you hate? And you say you didn't even see it. That infuriates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't right. see it for yourself. That's don't it. see it for yourself. Um, but till next time, guys. Peace. See ya. Laters. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.